Are you ready to change your life? Are you ready to open your heart and mind to your life's purpose? Are you truly ready to allow yourself to feel genuine happiness? You're in the right place. Are You Worth It is a safe place where we explore the ways to improve the quality of life and find true and deep joy. I'm your hostess, Lynn Howard. Hey y'all, welcome back to Are You Worth It? Today, I got a treat for you. I have Kalisha Diamond. She is a certified holistic health and wellness coach and a spiritual life coach. And she's got a few other things in the bag as we speak. Say hello, Miss Kalisha. Hey! <laughs> I'm so excited to finally have you on. We've been having issues with, with technology, but we finally got it together. Now, can you tell us the difference between being a spiritual coach and a holistic coach? Yep. So a spiritual coach is somebody who basically helps a person in their spiritual life. And um, they help them to connect to spirit, whether it's their ancestors, spirit guides, higher self or the universe or my quote God. And with the holistic coach, they look at the person as a whole including the spiritual side. So their mental, the physical, the emotional and the spiritual side of them to help to become a better person than they already are. Now, I've, I've been watching your Facebook posts. Now, how have you implemented the holistic spiritual healing in your own life? Right, just by going within. Going within and definitely facing my fears. Um, the biggest one for me was compassion and forgiveness. I haven't been very forgiving to myself over the years so most definitely I had to um, get to the point of stop helping other people um, with the holistic healing side and start to realize that I need to have compassion towards myself because I'm only human. We were before we hit record we were talking about how the pandemic kind of helped you helped you along on your own journey. Yes, it was the pandemic came in and the whole world went quiet and still and I had time to just focus on me. It was the best experience for me. Um, for me, it started what, 2020 and that was when I was able to start to question myself, who am I? What am I about? What are these things I've, have, I've been through in life that has brought me here today? And praise be to the universe. Um, a lot came through, a lot. It, it almost feels like some of us feel like the pandemic was a gift. Yeah. <laughs> Gave us a chance yeah. to slow down and, and reflect on, on our own lives instead of always looking outward. Yeah, I'm, I agree. Because if you look at, look at our day-to-day -day life, we wake up first. Well, we're programmed first thing. You know, we go to school, um, we leave school, we go to college, university, we get ourselves a nice job. And all we do, we just work until the point we reach pension age. And then after that, it is go back to sleep until when you get reincarnated again <laughs> with the whole um pandemic you just had time to just be still and a lot of people didn't like it but for me it was such a benefit to just to be still and just what does Kalisha actually want who is Kalisha and I found out during the pandemic a lot of things I thought was me wasn't exactly me and that's the best thing about the pandemic it was a blessing in disguise yeah, it's for those of us that that can actually sit still in our thoughts and, and re reset is what I always call it. That, that helped me reset. I also stopped watching the news. You and I were talking about that. We both stopped watching the news because of that. Yeah, the news just brings something about fear, anxiety, depression. You feel other people's pain like it's your own. And one thing I learned during the pandemic was, listen, you have a brain of your own. You create your own reality. What do you want for yourself? And that's how to go within. I think that once we start to realize that we can create our own reality, then we'll realize you can create the world that you want to live in, living in a world of chaos and confusion. Amen. Amen. That's, I feel like the news is meant to cause panic and cause divide. And, yes. and there's some people that because they've gotten so wrapped up in the world of being told how to feel and how to think, they don't realize, you, like you said, you can live the life you want. 
Yeah, it's the biggest distraction. I don't watch it. I, I, if I, if we're watching a TV programme and the news comes on straight after that TV's going off, I'd happily chuck my TV in the bin because quite, I don't want to hear what has been... The stories don't make sense. They tell you one thing, tell you another thing. They have you in fear. And it, when you're finished, you, you sit and you question your own thoughts and then your intuition tries to come through to let you know that it, you're safe. You are fine. You are, but you can't hear that because all you hear is just fear. There's this, there's that. Let's go and panic by it. No, it's not my cup of tea whatsoever. Yeah. That's, I, I, I stopped watching in March of 2020. <laughs> Done. Now, you are a vegan. Well, let's start with this topic of being vegan. Yeah, I, I want to know how this helped you with your journey, too. Okay, well, first and foremost, let me tell you this. For many years, well, that's a lie, not many years, um, I would say, been my one, 2018, yes, of course, 2018, I've been saying that I have been vegan. And only to take a vegan nutrition course a few weeks ago to realize that vegan and plant-based people are two different things. And in fact, I'm not vegan. I'm in fact plant-based. So I had to learn that. <laughs> um the vegan sorry the plant-based journey um is similar to being vegan obviously which we eat from a plant-based nutrition of ourself and the love of all opposed to just saving the animals and it's been the best experience possible for my life it's despite let's look past all the animal saving when it comes to your mental clarity plants the foods it's the cleanser it's absolute game changer when you think about the fact that you're eating animals you are actually eating dead flesh it's another energy going into your body your energy in that energy they don't mix it's like oil and water so what are we consuming why is that going into our system when you can re-fertilize and replenish the body with just natural stuff that came from mother earth you realize how much clarity you start to get how the imbalance in your body starts to become way more balanced. It's just a game changer of experience. I've literally never heard anyone describe it that way. I've heard people talk about not wanting you know, and saving animals and not wanting to eat animals. I've never heard anyone refer to it as taking another set of energy into your body. I've never heard anyone use that. Yeah, but all everything on this earth has a frequency. We all we all have an energy. When you die, there's an energy. Whatever that fish went through, for example, or the chicken went through, or the cow, whatever, it has its own trauma, its own energies. It's it's somebody download come through. So I wanted to just give it to you. What just came through um, intuitively was. It's the same as like having like a blood transfer, let's say, for example. It's like taking someone else's energy into your body. That was not your energy, but you've took it in anyways. Same with the animals. You've took someone else's energy into your body. What has that animal been through? The trauma. They show us on TV that, oh, these organic hens have been well looked after, but we can't see that behind closed doors. We can't see what's going on. You take us someone else's energy. That's not made for you. That goes into your system. Then you wonder why you're, you're breaking out in all these big spots and boils on your body and you don't really feel good. Some days you feel up, some days you feel down. And when you go back and you you just, for me, when I took a week off eating all animal products the very first time, I realized how much clearer things became in my world. But then I was missing the animals, so I went back to it again. But then I went back to animals. I went back to being just down, just lethargic, and just wasn't always on planet Earth. I might have to give it a shot. Just, I love steak. <laughs> I love bacon. But I, I might, I saw somebody fry up banana peels, and it was supposed to taste like bacon. And I was like, mm, I might have to try that. Shrooms. You can do tofu apparently, but I don't eat tof tofu due to soy, um, so I don't touch that personally. Yeah, I can't have soy. <laughs> yeah, I don't touch that. I just like to. Um, for me, being plant based, as I said, it's similar to vegan. Vegan people, they they don't eat animals to save the animals, but they'll eat anything processed or whatever else um, for the love of animals. That to me doesn't make, make any sense because why would I want to save the animals rather than be killing myself off with all these processed laboratory food? That's a whole story for another day. For me, plant based is about um, cruelty free for the love of all, as well as myself and the animals and mother nature so if i can fill my body with as much things as natural um as possible then i will do so 
just bet on the vibration of your energy and then people will be able to see you'll feel more different and you'll radiate that vibrant energy back out to the world again i love you you usually hear people talk about being a vegan because you know the cute little cows and the cute little chickens and i'm like i had chickens listen they're not cute they're they're nasty and they're stinky and they're dirty and see i I eat eggs because i get the eggs from my mom's house she won't eat the eggs so they're there i eat them um I, i told you before i live in a small town so i know the cows i eat the cows that are in the back pasture so i see but i don't like you said i don't know what they've gone through and i don't know what they went through when they were being killed and i've never heard it described the way you just described it yeah it's just the energies you don't know what they've okay for example fish um apart in my house i'm I'm very, very transparent. My son eats fish and that's on because he has an eating problem. He can't stand textures. And if you find a texture, he has to work with it. He's super, super picky. He's just a whole other category altogether. So he's the one in our house that eats fish. And for me, sometimes I know his vibrations up and down. We've tried going to like a dietitian to help us. And they're like, oh, just... We don't know what to do. We we can't. Uh, I was like, oh. So I'm on, but he's doing quite well because he's transferring slightly into the plant-based eating, and we're starting to see a bit more of an impact change. But it's just a, for me, it's like almost like an experiment. We can see the difference between his energy and our energy for us who eat the plant-based, and we're not consuming that energy into our body. It's it's it just makes you stop and look and said who told us to eat animals in the first place and i don't say i don't go around preaching that we should stop eating animals for love of animals no because what you need to realize is this you eat the animals you're not going to live long enough to see them and enjoy them because you're eating filth in your own body so just give your vibration something beautiful to just shine out to the world and save everybody all together be like noah's ark <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we don't eat a whole lot of processed foods here because I have a whole lot of stupid food intolerances, but I'm very restricted on what I can and can't eat. But and what goes through then. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. And then with, what some of the things that I don't like are because of texture, but most of it's stupid food intolerances. Now, I'm curious, what made you want to become a, a holistic life coach? Like, was it an event in your life or just something that was a calling? Girl. Get yourself a cup of coffee. We're going to be real. <laughs> I got my lemon water. <laughs> um, 2013, I left an abusive relationship. Um, I went through five years of domestic abuse and I suffered a miscarriage from it and oh. I lost my. He was a narcissist. Like he was a narcissist. He was vile. And basically, he when he finished with me, I lost my identity. I lost who I was. I didn't know where I was coming or going. Basically, I took on everybody else's energies of what people, what everyone thought I should be, but who was Kalisha. And I remember one day just texting his phone. We didn't live together, but I just found, got it one day after five years, just text him, said it was over. I loved him, but I couldn't do more. It's just time to move on. And I did. And I bet you, I, I can imagine sitting there, just seeing space, thinking she'll be back. But no. And back then I was so naive because I was only, what, my early 20s. I thought back then I didn't know about what healing was, what spirituality was. And I thought, right, I'm just going to get my base clothes on, get on, move on with my life. And I did. I found um, my partner that I'm still with today. I literally, literally moved on, new relationship within about about a week or two literally in my world I was healing I moved on and it was all until I got into that relationship I realized how damaged I had become who I was I became a narcissist I became vile I was angry short-tempered I had so much rage in me it was that was just the breaking point to see myself crying practically almost every day struggle with depression anxiety I didn't leave my house for about two years I did all my shopping online because I wasn't ready to face the world in my eyes there was a problem and everyone was coming to come get me and just fast forward it was 2018 yeah 2018-19 when I decided when I came into sorry spirituality and I decided to start 
this thing called self-discovery. I didn't, I didn't know I was healing then. I was doing self-discovery. And it started through astrology. And I remember digging up just in little like crystals and cards. And from then, that's when my healing process started. And for me, what made me want to become a life coach today was the fact that I was fed up of seeing people trash talk themselves, never got nothing positive good to say. It starts to rain. Oh, blah, blah, blah. It's raining or this or punking that or pucking that or that's all you ever hear. It's like, why do you ever, why do you speak so low? Why do you speak so negative? Why are you such a low vibrational person? What better, furthermore, what is going on inside your world that you haven't actually dealt with? And for me, it was just basically just being, um, a fi- an ear, a figure where I could reach out to people that I could see, I could feel the energy, I know they're struggling, I know they're suffering, but they would rather sit there and just curse life altogether than actually face and deal with their inner demons and problems. That's so perfect. That's, you know, I have nothing to add to that. That was just perfect. <laughs> I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> Normally I have a little comment or something, but that was just like so perfectly said. I'm still I'm still reeling on the vegan thing, just to be honest. With you. <laughs> I'm like sitting there thinking about, well, I was gonna know I have bacon and eggs for breakfast. <laughs> uh, so was there a p- pivotal moment in your life where your passion to help others it just wouldn't allow you to ignore that passion any longer? Yeah, this year. Um it started from 2020 when obviously COVID kicked in and from there, for me, it was, I asked the universe, actually, I was like, what, what's my gift? I want to know my gift. And I'm on the, all these spiritual sites now and everyone's doing their thing. And I'm like, what, what is my gift? And first of all, it started off this way. Um, I had a dream for three nights in a row, this dream tried to come through. And my son, who was a baby at the time, kept waking me up. So I never got the full message until the third night. And the third night was when I was finally walking down a dark path with an overhead light shining on the path. And I'm shuffling some cards. And these cards were black. And as I shuffled, I noticed there was a one white card out of the whole black deck. And when I was like, why is there a white card sitting here? And when I flipped it over, the dream said, sorry, the message said, I think I looked at the card and I woke up next morning I was like is that my gift I think so I sat down all day I was like what gift is this came into came into it that it was clear cognizant clear knowing you just, I just know what I know I was like all right then we'll give us a try and I remember getting my cards because a lot of people who study um tarot or oracle reading they usually know the meaning some do or some just intuitively read i remember going on a facebook group and asking at least 20 women because they're all around the group at the time if they wanted a reading i told my total beginner so i'm just reading and i remember shuffling my cards and i read all 20 ladies and they all come back that what i said was spot on bang on how did you know and I was like, I don't have a bloody clue myself. I don't know, I really well knew. And it was from that day where I realized this is what my gift is. I'm here to help other people, let people feel accepted. And then from then it just grew where I got, I went from being like that psychic reader to more of the intuitive channeled re- um, guidance where I can give people just clarity and guidance and just tell them raw how it is. This is what it is. This is what you need to know. If you don't like it, then solid it be. But this is what you need to fix. This is what you need to address. This is what you need to change. And from there, I've just grew with it where people just come to me just to have that empowerment energy with me lighting some fire up their backside to let them know this is what needs to be changed in your life for you to be able to move forward. You are such a passionate person, period. Like I can I can literally hear your love like through the recording. I do. I, I, I so when you've overcome so much and you, you you thought to yourself, there's no more hope for you. There was going to be nothing. Like, who'd want me at the time with two children? My partner took me up. Then who'd put up with my big old moaning ass where it just grumbled and complained, couldn't see life, no other way, depressed as what, but refused to go to the doctors because in my head, I haven't got a problem. I'm not depressed. I'm not depressed. I'm, 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 I'm fine. I'll get through. Only to be standing here on the other side today, shining to be like, yes. I got, I got through it and now I want to help other people. You don't have to have depression or been through a domestic abuse relationship for me to help you. But if I see that 
you've got a black spot on you we're going to dig up that black spot i'm going to keep digging until the light can finally come through and penetrate you and just allow your aura and your whole being an essence just to shine that's what i'm passionate about and if i know someone needs the help i'm like a mosquito i'm a plague i would keep <laughs> <laughs> because you need to get it sorted out that's my thing is is loving yourself and realizing your self-worth that's because like you said you know you and I went through very similar things and oh god nobody's gonna want me and well I want me like why couldn't I figure out then it doesn't matter if another man wants me I love me exactly like let me take this because I'm so transparent again like I said it was point 2022 now yeah last year no year before 20, yeah, 2020, um, me and my partner, I actually went celibate, living in the same house him, for seven months. No, when I tell people this, they laugh at me, and that's imp- no, it's not impossible. It's very, very simple. Through that seven months, I realized that obviously I should never got my partner when, when I did. I need time to heal. And my, I won't call it a consequence, it was a lesson for me. If I could go back in time and redo things again, do things again I would not have jumped into a relationship so soon and one thing I learned being celibate was the fact that I am my own soulmate like first and foremost any woman any man whoever you could be a dog cat puss I don't care what you are you should be able to be so happy and contented and in love with yourself that even if you meet a partner if you have a partner they're just a cherry on top and even if you pluck that cherry off they don't make an ounce of a difference because you are so bloody goddamn comfortable in your own skin that nothing can shake you period Anyone that comes into your life should be invitation only and they should be a compliment. Exactly. They yes. are just adding a little cherry on mm-hmm. top. That's all they are. You are so cool. There are times when I'm baking in my baking room and I'm sitting there and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just there laughing to myself. I'm cracking up. I'm, I'm talking to myself like I'm talking to you. And my partner's like, who are you speaking to? I'm talking to my higher self. And we are, and I'm laughing and I'm joking. Some people probably lock me in a mental health. I think I've got a bit loopy. <laughs> So so happy and in love with myself. I never had that love for me before. And if you can't have that love for yourself, how can you pour out any love to anybody else? I don't care if it's even your children. You need to have that love for yourself unconditionally. Pour out to anybody else. I have preached that for so, even before I came to my own realization, how can you truly love someone else if you don't love yourself? I had ch- can you, listen I'll tell you this honestly it's now healed it sounds kind of sad but then life is a lesson I had children I got five beautiful children I had children to love me I had kids I wanted them to love me so I could give them love back I struggled with love because my ex had made me tarnish what love was supposed to be so I craved love and it's now I can look back to think you had all these children you claim that you love them you love them but you could never have loved your children because you didn't even love yourself you couldn't give yourself the love that you needed if you can't love that inner child that's in you first you cannot love nothing else externally and that was the best gift that I ever downloaded received for me to pour into myself now I have a love so abundant I got so much love you all can take it worldwide just take it take it take it (laughs) spilling it out spilling it out that's that's my whole goal in life is to try to convince every human being on this planet it is okay to love yourself you are worth so much it's it drives me nuts to watch people not realize their self-worth and not realize the beautiful life that they can have and i'm not talking about some mansion i i live in just a ranch home it's my castle this is my i love my house exactly when i hear people talk about the dreams that they want everyone has their dreams they're Mm -hmm. all entitled to it for me what my dream is is to have a cottage out in the woods somewhere literally with i can plant my own foods that i know that i can contain that's got no gmo no chemicals on it Mm -hmm. and that for me is abundance yeah, I did that. I did that for a couple of years. I had my chickens for my fresh eggs and they they ate the scraps from my garden that had no chemicals on it. And I did that. Wow. And it's, let me tell you, eating fresh eggs from chickens that don't have chemicals, if you crack a store-bought egg and a regular egg, you can see the difference, not just taste it, but see the difference. There you go. 
yeah, it's I, I, everybody is worth having a beautiful life. It's just a matter of learning. Well, as long as I'm around until I've gone in that grave, I'm going to be preaching it loud and clear. You are worth it. And if you don't believe it, come sit with me for an hour. When I'm finished, you, you're going to start to believe that you are worth it. You, you and I need to walk around with signs. Yes. <laughs> we're like in the same. You go on your side of the pond. I'll go on my side of the pond and we'll just meet in the middle. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> now, what steps do you take to protect your own mental health during these, these times? Because, I mean, it's literally all around us and the news bombards us. Facebook bombards us. And then even if you don't watch the news, you know, I have issues where I see people on Facebook who a friend of mine, her brother passed away a, a day before that her dog died. So of course, my, my empathy and my empathic abilities, I'm hurting for her. So how do you protect your mental health during all these events going on during other people's pain when you're in public, things like that? Boundaries. Boundaries? Boundaries. Only thing I to use boundaries. This comes a part of self-love. You see, if you're the, if you're the type of person that is always giving out your all to everybody and never reserving anything back for yourself, you'll realize that after a while, people, well, yeah, we'll start with people first. People just know how to just keep stepping and crossing and you don't have to tell people no because you don't want to upset anybody. You become a people pleaser. So boundaries for me, I'll go from selfless love to selfish love. And there's a balance between the two. To be to have selfish love doesn't make you a bad person whatsoever. You just know your own self-worth and what you can give. And you, obviously the selfless love is when you've got energy to pour everybody else. When it comes to living in this world, in terms of protecting your mental um, state, again, it's boundaries. Having the TV turned off, what doesn't apply to you, leave it alone. Because First and foremost, you can't control what happens in the world. And number two, as I always, I'm always telling my kids, if you want to see the change in the world, you have to stop yourself first. Mm-hmm. Yep. You are, you are the change that you want to see. There's no point worrying about what's happening down Timbuktu or down America or South Beach or whatever. It doesn't make an ounce of a difference. You can't control it. You only can control yourself. Anything externally, you can't. What more can you do? And where you have these boundaries, they right, it's me. And this is what I have to focus on. I know my mental state is absolutely poop. So I'm going to just basically focus on this and focus on this, eliminate this, change what I'm eating for one. Because if you don't, again, as well, as well as boundaries, you've got to, you've got to have the, the self-respect for yourself to think, right, I'm not going to be consuming this because it's going to mess up my mental health because my gosh tv is one of them food is one of them um how you look after your body in terms of exercise if you're not pouring into yourself to have all these structures in place for yourself you will surely sink within no time at all so it's having that self-love and that boundaries for your for your state of mind for your inner peace and just to get by in this world where it's nothing but confusion and chaos you said selfish love. And I actually, you and I've done similar trainings, uh, talked about on an airplane, they tell you to put your oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on your child. And of course, our first reaction is, oh no, my baby, my baby. But here's the thing. If you pass out, how are you going to take care of anyone else? Listen, I have, oh, 2020, right? When I first was able to speak my, about my voice, I'm ready to speak my truth now. And I, I said the exact same thing, selfish love. And I said that, um, I remember putting it on Facebook, and I remember saying that um, I have to love myself first and put myself first, even before I put my children first. And I had loads of hate comments. And I looked and I was like, you are just so uneducated. You missed the point. How can you pour into everybody else before you pour into yourself? What good are you? I spent some years pouring out my love to my children. My children didn't ask to come here. Yes, granted. They're my children and I love my kids to the end of the world. There's nothing I won't do for them. But I even teach them this myself. You have to love yourself first. How can you love anybody else around you until you love yourself first? You have to put yourself first. Have you ever heard them women 
I'm using women because mothers, for example, right? We're that the worst. Side that, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've spent all my life giving my children everything. And you're like, hold on, stop. Because now your child's gone out of the house. They've moved on with their life. They're doing their own thing, right? You probably see them. You maybe get a phone call once in a blue moon. And you're going to sit here and grumble about the fact that you put your life on pause for the sake of your children yet when your children's old enough they're going to realize that I have my own life to live and I'm not letting nobody stop me from living my life you can't grumble or complain they're just showing you the example of what you should have done for yourself does that make sense mother yes. to mother yes you're not you're not going to abandon your kids and say you're hungry no it's the, it, it, whoever thinks that far is just over exaggerating we're not going yeah. to that extent we're just simply saying that there is a thing called selfish self-love. We are taught to always give out every, to everybody first, then we put ourselves next. But where did it get anybody? Show me one person in this world today who has given out their time, energy to everybody else, and they are still sitting there vibrating at their highest frequency. I can't find that one person. If and that you, was me. If you give your everything to the point of destroying yourself, you're not yes. going to approach your children with love and kindness and patience. You're coming exactly. at them irritated. Yes. yes. I used to moan at my kids every bloody day. Like I never said the words, but I might as well just said to him, quite frankly, you shouldn't be here. Cause he's a moan. There was nothing happy about what was there to be happy about. So I, I projected myself on them. Now I've learned that clearly that was clearly the wrong path. But yeah, we, why? we learned. <laughs> we, 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 exactly, we learned. We wasn't taught properly. So we have to learn because life is a journey. You have to learn. Mm-hmm. Life, that's, a, I've always, life is a journey. I have that on something I just put out actually recently. Life is a journey. Girl, now, we're do you, now, I, we are, we're, 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 what's it called? Uh, uh, we twin, are. Twin, twin soul, twin, twin. twin yeah. What is it called? Twin flames, twin flames. Yeah, twin. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went up to something else totally just, but yeah, that's the one. <laughs> We're not Siamese twins. Different thing. There. No, 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 no. We're not yet. <laughs> and if you saw us, you'd realize how different the twins are. We must be fraternal. Exactly. We're fraternal. <laughs> do you have a reset routine that you do either daily or weekly? A reset routine. Example, on Sundays, I take my coffee to the, the porch in the morning. I do not, the phone stays in the house. I don't take phone calls. I don't listen to music. I listen to my birds. I just hussah. I might do a little housework leisurely if I need something to work on, but only if I want to. That's how I reset myself before I start putting everything back out again. It's my day. I might do nothing but watch Peaky Blinders all day. You know, that's yeah. my day to completely reset, recharge before I give my all for the rest of the week. So do you have something that you do daily or weekly? For me, um, being a homeschooling mom with five children, my reset is a nice, lovely hot, hot salt bath with my crystals in it. And that can be at any time of the day. Whenever my body calls out that you need to take a break, stop, or I feel anxiety kicking in, it all tools down, runs straight towards a hot bath. And through there, the salt just naturally just pulls all the toxins. I don't know, there's some kind of magical kind of issue going on, but it just pulls all the toxins. <laughs> and when I come back out, I start to lay on my bed just for a bit and just, just hold a little meditation, just get my thoughts together. Um, I wouldn't say I have like a day off, if that makes sense, but it's whenever my body calls out, you just need to stop. That is where it all tools is down. My kids are grown. I, I can do the day off. <laughs> five, five kids and homeschooling, you will forever now be called Saint Kalisha. <laughs> my sister homeschooled her four boys. I can't I can't imagine doing that. It, it, it's not easy. Like I did try this morning to get up at uh, I broke my own routine. I don't know why I went and broke it, but I tried to get this morning at like about five and it backfired on me because I felt really, really tired. And I was like, why are you going to do that, girl? Because you know you can't sleep in the day. So what are you doing that for? Well, usually it's eight o'clock start. And once I'm downstairs, breakfast straight away, lunch and dinner being cooked at nine o'clock. Dinner, dinner and lunch is cooked by 12 o'clock. Then we've got homeschooling at three o'clock. So in between 12 and three, I'm usually doing a bit of business work. And then after that, about an hour to two hours homeschooling, it's time for dinner. Kids get washed and bathed off, and then I got the evening to do my own work from then. And then, even in the evenings, then it's a nice cup of chamomile tea 
and I just just do my own thing, whatever I want to do, whether it's a scroll on Facebook and idle, that's just my own thing because that's just my time to just unwind. TikTok, that's my new thing. Yes, all them <laughs> spiritual, all them spiritual stuff, anything that people can't find to be conspiracy, that's my jam. I'm there. I'll, I'll, I'll like to hear what's going on, but then I can't consume for too long because remember again boundaries. Yeah, about a minute or two, and then I'm back off there again. Something yes. else. I like to. I like my, my husband will turn in TV, and he knows I can't sit still very well. I've never been able to sit still. So even when I'm on my day off, I like to color on my phone. Those little, I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I just kind of whoosah because it's just mindless and I'm and crocheting I like to crochet I never learned I, I like to sew but I haven't done that in a long time because fabric is really expensive right now <laughs> you know <laughs> everything is I just went and filled my husband's car to go because I don't drive very often so I took my husband's car I just went to Dollar General which is like two minutes away I had to fill his car and it was like fifty dollars for a little, wow. little Nissan. Holy cow. I don't know what that wow. is in, in whatever you guys have, but I just blanked I out. Pounds, pounds. Oh, pounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not euros. <laughs> I, I'm euros. A black I was like, oh, what's she talking about? <laughs> I, I've been referring to myself as a brindle because I dyed my hair red for years. I always wanted to be a redhead, even though I'm actually native and Prussian. So I guess native German. So my skin doesn't really go with red, <laughs> but my natural's growing in with a whole lot of gray. So I look like a brindle dog now. I've got all these colors going. Ah, that's wisdom, girl. Wisdom. <laughs> well, I'm, oh, I'm growing it out. I'm going to get highlights so that the gray will grow in like just yes. more naturally. Yeah. I, yes. I, I earned this at 45 years old. I earned this. Exactly. Gray. That's your stripes. Wear yes. them proud, girl. It's, it's my sparkles. It's my tensile. Exactly. Give it to you from, from the creator. You've earned it. I have, girl. <laughs> now, what can we expect during our first session with you? First coaching session? Love, compassion, straight talking, empowerment, no judgment, and a kick up the ass. <laughs> Obviously, bluntness. <laughs> I, I, that's what I, that's the kind of coach I like. (laughs) I tell it as as it is. Um, one thing I do like any, for me, like any readings that I do for people, I usually like coach through like tarot cards. So for me, when people come, I tell them to start the reading that, listen, I'm love and light, but if I see any crap, I'm going to tell you exactly how it is. And whatever I tell you is to empower you because one thing, listen, I believe in your tough love with a pinch of sugar. Mm -hmm. Um, you can't, I don't know about you, but for me personally, I spent so many years sapping my own, my own wounds and feeling sorry for myself. And it took me so long to get that kick up the ass to move forward. Mm-hmm. So you need that little bit of tough to be like, listen, right? You've grieved. You died. You've come back to life again. Now it's time to go out and be that conquering soul that you were born to be. It's time Amen. to move forward. We're here to conquer. We get in the Bible. I used to be a Christian before. So I remember the Bible tells you, you are the head and you are not the tail. Mm-hmm. You're not here to be living below your worth, struggling, sitting, grieving about what was. You can't even pick up spilt milk when it's blue, you spilt over unless you get the cloth and you wipe it all. And even then, and you're not broken. You're not, you're not, you're just a bit lost, a bit stuck. And mm-hmm. if you've got someone like me around, it's going to be like, listen, I was there. I didn't think I could overcome it. And you can too, no matter what you may have been through in your life, trust me, it can be done. All you need is to just be right by your side, guide you, and just keep kicking the off when you feel like giving up because you will want to give up some days. Some days you can't be bothered. But with, with, I told you, I'm like a mosquito. I was getting, I will plague you until you fix up. <laughs> if you invest your energy in me and you think, right, I want Cleesh to help me. I want Cleesh to do whatever she has to do. First and foremost, yes, you're paying me. Congratulations. That comes second or third on the list for me. The first thing for me is your well-being. And as long as you are, you give me the permission to kick up the ass when, you, when you're slacking, I'm going to do that until we get to the finishing line. Because how I see it is this, you came to me because you believed in yourself and you're just chipping in and out of consciousness. The mind wants to keep you safe. Where, the, where your soul wants to say, no, I want to break free. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pull away from the, the microphone. I had the most obnoxious laugh. That was so perfect. <laughs> I'm on a, I'm on a, a co-host on another podcast too called Let's Get Mystical. And I can't 
help it every time. Let's get mystical. mystical. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that that song, let's I got need to break free. That right now should be our theme song for this yeah. episode. <laughs> that, exactly. Yeah, man. The soul wants to break free. The soul is there dying to shine. And this way you have the I call it like the, the inner matrix where the soul chips in, like, come on. No, you ever seen Avengers where you've got I can't remember what Avengers it is. My kids are gonna kill me because they're always I've watched all of them, but I don't remember which one it is. But you got the Hulk where where he's trying to let um Bruce trying to let the Hulk man come come out and he won't come out. He goes, No. That's just like the soul, basically. The soul wants to come out and shine, and you're just there suppressing, like, no, it's not time yet. Just go back in. Your soul wants to break free, so that's what I'm here to do. I'm here, I'm here to skip past you and your ego because that this needs silencing for a bit. It's had its time to run the stage. What is your soul trying to say to me? Hey, that's twin. What I work with. Hey, hey, twin flame. <laughs> I'm cur- I'm currently wearing an Avengers T-shirt. <laughs> Going, yeah. guys. <laughs> it's, who do I have on here? I got Thor, Captain America, and who else? I got? Iron Man on here. <laughs> All my favorite characters right there. Trust me. Just need oh, me in a Thor. picture, and we'll go to the gal. <laughs> oh. Well, what's funny is watching Avengers, and then I started watching Vikings, and I'm like, well, that's a whole different meaning to Thor there. That's <laughs> Vikings. I watched that one, but when they killed it, was it? Um, I don't understand what me you're talking about. The one they got the guy they called Ragnarok. Ragnar Lothbrook. Yeah, yes. like, and from the kill to him, it was just like, I'm not interested no more because you was my main character. But so. you know that's all real? Those are all real stories. That's a real person. It's- Bjorn was a real person. All of that. I'm not being funny, but my inner child is a sucker for flesh. And when I see the men, I'm not looking at the real story. I'm just looking at, oh, my gosh, they are fine. Uh, girl, I'm not even afraid to say it. I'm a romance author. So... Hey. That, I, I'm all about hot guys. <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm when I'm looking, I'm like, oh my gosh! And in my little head, I've created my own film where Thor is saving me and the Hulk and everybody else. But like, yes, <laughs> again, I'm a I'm a ro- romance author. This is why I'm a romance author because I get to live out little fantasies in my head. Listen, when I was um, how I was going to secondary school, I think you guys quite like high school where you are, right? And I was only about thirteen years old, and I used to write really. That's middle much, school. That's middle right, school. Middle school for you guys. Well, yeah. it's high school for us, and I used to write really raunchy storybooks. I know how to zone out, and please bear in mind, I never had sex till I was nineteen. But I watched loads of movies when mommy was, you know, downstairs. So I kind of used the raw thing about. And I remember writing my own little raunchy books, and I remember putting together. Not knowing my mom ready, brought it to school and showed my teacher and asked her to give it back to me. Let know what she thought. She came back to me. She goes, "For a thirteen-year-old, you should publish your own books by right." I've never met anybody who's wrote a book like this and i'm just like when i go into my world trust me magic happens Uh, (laughs) i disappear when i'm this is like so off course but when i'm writing that's why i don't like when i'm getting phone calls or somebody walks in the room because i'm in the scene i smell it i hear feel the touch of skin on skin like i see i can hear their voices the characters voices so i'm i'm gone when you walk in that room and i'm writing if you disrupt me you just yank me back to reality exactly this is why i find it hard to watch things like um basically movies because if i'm watching any movie i take on that energy like that person is my partner I feel like I know them. So if they go and change the character of a Thor now, I can't bond to you. I don't know who you are because the old <laughs> Thor, I knew you like you was my partner. <laughs> That's Vikings was like that for me. It was living rent free in my head. Like I could not wait for the end of my work because I don't stop working until like 7 30, 8 o'clock at night. And then I joined, like, well, we eat dinner, but excuse me. And then we go right back downstairs because my I'm married a vampire. And our living room is in the basement because he doesn't like sunlight. He like okay. kisses and like bursts into flames and everything. So we go downstairs <laughs> and it's a big, you know, I have my own couch where all three animals have to lay on me and then a wraparound couch because there was five of us at one point. So it was like a big old viewing room. And that's what we did was watch Vikings. And my mom goes, I'm starting to get jealous because I would not. No, I'm, I'm watching Vikings. I can't talk about Vikings. <laughs> Before that was Walking Dead, but this is the last season, so. Yeah, Walking Dead. We won't go there, Walking Dead. 
Yeah, it's the last season. That's a whole different show. Now, being, <laughs> being a mom of five, do you implement your coaching and your parenting as well? Yes, I have to because I've caused a lot of damage over the years. Um, unknowingly, of course. Um, for one, one of my kids, I think it runs in our family because our family, we do have short tempers. And I think my son's come out with the same thing where he likes to get really short and snappy. I'm just like, no. Take that back, breathe in, and you do all you know, those, those breathing techniques, breathing in, breathing out. Then ask them to sit, then ask, what is the problem? What caused the problem? Do you have to feel this way? And I'll go for like a whole little mini two minutes coach session with them, and that two minutes is all fine. Um, but I feel as though it'd be so wrong as, of me as a mother to know this information to know have this gift and not share it amongst them especially with reprogramming them I like to call it reprogramming and resetting um the way how they think and how they see things just because the fact that they had a mom for so many years that was so damaged and was so broken and that's all she poured back out on them in terms of like negative speaking we can't afford this we can't afford that there's nothing ever positive in life to think about and no um for me, it's very, very, very important to teach them as well the whole art of self-love. That's one of our lessons that we teach as homeschooling as well, self-love, building up self-first for, for the future to come because you don't know self how you can get by. It's just such a powerful tool as a parent to have. So I do my very, very best to implement it as well. Now, and again, I, want I, don't... To, I want you to go back real quick and reiterate how you did damage unknowingly, yet you've forgiven yourself and you've moved forward. Can you can you reiterate that for my listeners, please? Yeah. So by as I said, by, by damaging my kids, right? Obviously, speaking certain ways, them acting certain ways in front of them, that stores in someone in a child's hard drive, and it, I'm sure it has the same go again. It's the first seven years of their life first I think seven or ten years of like of their life kids are like more like sponge they suck up every bloody thing and once that goes into their hard drive that's just it that's stored and it will play out in their life subconsciously not even realizing even though I have forgiven myself for the person that I used to be and I've healed from that I still have to take responsibility for the fact that basically I was living a certain way in front of them this is the this is what's been caused. My children, as much as we are very, very close and they speak to me, will not always open up about certain things. They're just they're also picky kids, but anyways, they do keep certain things like private private. And I have to wonder whether there's a sign what they do. Sometimes they usually zone out. And when they zone out, I have to ask, are you okay? Are you fine? Is there anything you want to speak to me about? You know that I'm your mom. I am here. If you ever need to talk at anything at all is bothering you, that I am here. I don't know what's how much, as I say, damage is stored within that hard drive and what they perceive to be as normal behavior. So I have to take my time now and basically um, reprogram or relearn anything that they may have saw mommy did or cry or break down that it's not really normal behavior. So even though, like I said, I've forgiven myself, I've moved on from that the children, how much have they took have they took in and where in their hard drive is it all stored and basically just working through that each and every day or if things arise that I'm like, that was once me, then I have to jump on it quick and address it. Let's do some talking and through talking and probably again to write out how they feel or draw or colour, we're able to overcome those obstacles to re rechange and reframe. But like listen, even yesterday we speak out the same thing. I told my kids that you're not here to live a life that is pleasing to me. I'm just your guardian. That's all I am. I'm just here to guide you through life. I don't even punish my own children no more. I just simply be like, listen, you, this is door one and this is door two. This is what I think, but you can pick the door, which one that seems better for you. Whatever you choose is the lesson on the other side, whether it's good or bad, that you will learn from it. And that's how I guide them in that respect they learn sometimes sometimes and my kids always choose their own door which is usually the door they should have chosen in the first place but at the other end they've learned that there's a lesson behind it what they should have learned um but I just feel it's very very important to 
always remember that kids are always forever watching their parents because they see us as role models. It's one thing watching society, but when it comes to their parents, who is their their be all and end all, everything that we do, we have to be super careful because you don't know what effects it's causing behind closed doors. So this is why I'm always, as I said, I caused damage in the past. I forgive myself. I've moved on but they are still kids it's in their hard drive i've got it takes seven years to deprogram a child um, from what they've learned or deprogram a person what they've learned so i have to always make sure that that hard drive is not working that it's being erased every single day i i just hope mothers like really listen like not don't just hear it listen to what you just said because we've all made mistakes, even the most minor mistake, but it can be forgiven and it can be changed and it can be altered. Yeah. Because no mothers, there is no such thing as a perfect mother. Exactly. My mom and I, I, you know, I've had some issues. My, my children are adopted and a couple had special needs and I've had some issues with one of them. And I was just bawling one night and I said, mom, I did the best I could. And she sat there and she goes, that's what I always want you guys to know is maybe I wasn't the best, but I did the best I could. And it's, we can forgive ourselves for the mistakes we made as long as we continue growing and go back and try to fix those mistakes that we did make. Yes. This is why I believe so much in healing. Like I have a daughter and um, for me, this is how I see it as if I fix me, I can be the example that she needs to see in her life. I'm not just fixing. See, when it comes to me and coaching, this is one thing that I, I always tell everybody. You're not just healing yourself, you're healing the generation after you. Breaking the chains and breaking the cycle. Yes, because yes. from me helping you, I'm, I'm, I'm just guiding you. From me just guiding you along, you will then heal yourself. You will then, then know the strategies to bring into your life, to then teach your children, their children. So just we just breaking that generational curse. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, there's a whole new way we can do things differently. In 10 years from now, okay, how many hundred years from now, we've got a whole new world where people are no longer doing it like how they used to do it. Exactly. You know, when we were, I don't know how old you are, but when we were growing up, getting your butt whooped with a, a belt was nothing. Right. No, you know, get exactly. snatched up in the store. Now a kid can be screaming, cussing at, at somebody in the store parents won't even correct them anymore because they're afraid of being judged every Ex- every generation oh. changes oh listen exactly I'll, I'll correct your kid in public I'm, <laughs> I, I can't I, I, I can't stand to see a kid hit a parent in public you might be mad at me for correcting your kid but I can't stand by and watch your kid disrespect you like that I can't do it. I am um, I've always been well back then I was a really really strict mother I won't lie it was just this, that, there's no way about it. It's all my way. That's how it's going to go. I'm the mother, you're the child, you do as you're told. Simple as that. For me, I would say my parenting changed basically since COVID. And that was when I took my kids out of school and I started to homeschool them and I had a better relationship with them. I would say before COVID, I never really knew my children that well. With That, that bond wasn't really there like I wanted it to. COVID came in best thing that ever happened for me and I was able to start to understand them know them what made them really tick basically look past the physical flesh and start listening to the inner child crying out because we all have an inner child and I realized from then I don't need, I don't need to be giving you a smack because you did something wrong or dragging your penis to, I don't need to be doing that what what does that get okay sorry I put trauma in you you go around for the rest of your life now being a jacked up fool because you got so much trauma and hurt in you that you was never able to express or speak about when now as I said earlier I do not um even tell my kids off I don't eat I call it free um free parented um parenting because I just really I really don't I don't tell them off I say listen this is door A and this is door B this is what it is this is what it is now you decide remember there's no right or wrong because life is a lesson you have to learn whether it's good or bad so let it be and let them come to their own conclusion they use their own brains and think for themselves and that's how I just choose to parent my children now. It saves me the heartache, saves me the frustration. And I know I don't have to give my kids any psychological damage that's going to affect them in the future. My kids then come back and say, Mommy, you know, earlier you was right because I'm able to see things from this point of view where I didn't see it from that point of view in the first place. 
parenting done, no grey hairs before my bloody well time, and I can still be 33 and look amazing. 30. Like, come on. Three. Yeah, I turned 33, 22nd of June, so. Baby. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. I can't afford the age. When I'm 60, I need to be looking like I'm bloody 20. I can't afford it. And it's the most stress-free life ever. My kids have got manners that they're not dis- disrespectful. Just one look. I was going to do that. One look. And I'm like, no, there's still boundaries. I'm your mother, but there's still boundaries. Yes. I'm your friend, whatever. But just still, we can kick it like friends. You know, we're good, but there's still that boundaries of respect my kids kids are adults and they my boys don't cuss in front of me they'll tell me a story and they're like mom okay sorry about this but she said f and this and f and that i'm like okay well you're an adult and live in your own house but thank you for respecting me yeah it's that that relationship that we have and i think the world's lost the relationship with their kids so if anyone um parents are listening to this right now i would say rekind I know your kids are older it's a bit harder but for younger children especially try your best please to rekindle that relationship back with your child there are other ways because it's a system set up where we divide the parents and the children together and it's where you go out in public and you're so embarrassed you're stressed out you can't take it more because your child's embarrassing you I'm gonna call you dad I'll pee off mom no re-find that like that that connection back with your child it, 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 I'm even thinking about writing a book on it because my cousins asked me today about the same thing. How do you do it? So I'm thinking about writing a, a little mini ebook on just some tips and tricks, whatever I've learned, just give it all back out. But let's rekindle that bond between you and your children because it is the most precious gift. And you'll realize just by doing that, you take back control. Again, this is all self development. You take back your control and your power because. What happens is we we then turn to authorities to help us with our children. Then yes. our kids now start behaving for the authorities. And you'd be like, if you don't behave yourself now, I'm going to call Charlie from social services to come look after you. And da, 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 da. Okay, then. Because your child's going to have no love and respect for you again. Mm-hmm. Get that back. You are the mother or the father. Based on things to mothers here, because technically you give birth to that child. You understand me? You put that child on earth you get that bond back with your kids. Don't let nobody else as a third party step in and try to be the mummy for your kids, even after school. Schools are the worst. Don't let no one take away the bond between you and your child because it's a precious gift. And when you get it back, like I've got back with my kids, when you get it back, you have a bond that is so unbreakable. Nothing can ever, ever break it. It's that powerful. God, I love you, St. Kalisha. We are... <laughs> I should I should have my my PA put that behind there. <laughs> now we're moving up on an hour. So before I let you go, can you let us know what your website is and what your coaching hours are? Yes. It is www.kalishadiamondtherapy.com. And well, that's a timing, UK timing, right? Because you Americans, you've got time zones different all over yeah, the bloody place. Yeah, it's 11.20 here right now in Missouri. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> um, on a Saturday, Sunday and Monday, it's sole maintenance. So I'm not available. Literally, I've scheduled that out altogether. Um, Tuesday and Thursday, I'm here um, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. But if you message me at any time, I am available. I'll just respond because I'm a little work hard around the clock. And Friday, um, 12 p.m. till 5 p.m., I am available. And again, if you're in a different part of the world and obviously time zone is different, still drop me a message and I will respond back to you regardless. That's the fun thing about having the internet now and these things like WhatsApp that Kalisha had to teach me how to use. (laughs) We can communicate with people around the world. Yeah, I'm a people person. Honestly, I'm I'm a people person. Um, I am a people person. I like people, but then I need to go back to my closet. My best friend says, how are you going to do this? You don't like people. I'm like, no, no, no. I love people. I just get overwhelmed because I absorb their energy. Yes. So I get so exhausted being around certain people because my friend's brother passed away and I went to the funeral and I could feel. <laughs> so I had to back away and kind of huzzah for a minute because I was absorbing everyone's pain. And so then I'll take yeah. that home with me like it's my own grief. So that's, I love people. I want the whole world. It's, <laughs> my girlfriend's like, that's borderline narcissistic. I want <laughs> everyone's problems and I want everyone happy. 
So if, yeah, I, exactly. if I can just make one person find their self-worth, then I feel like I've done my job. Exactly. Exactly. And this is why I'm always posting things. I don't mind if someone wants to laugh at me. It's not a problem. As long as I've done my job for that, made you laugh, I'll work with that. Made you smile. Hey, exactly. You can laugh as much as me, as much as you want. I don't care. As long as I've made you laugh, I've done my job. Get that dopamine and that serotonin. Now, can we have you back when you get your course going? Say again, sorry. I said, can we have you back on when you get your course up and running? Yes, yes, yes. Listen. It's going to be fire. It's going to be fire. I have no doubt. Zero doubt. Because I'm coming with everything. I'm going to be dealing with you just like it is. It's going to be like fireworks. Trust me. I have a feeling I'm going to be seeing your name everywhere. Well, in numerology, Kalisha is number 11, which number 11 is a master number. And... um, yeah, so is the word diamond as well. Because I changed my name by Depot years ago. And I chose, and I came to astrology and the whole numerology and found that Kalisha Diamond is actually a very powerful energy. So if you come to my energy, I'm going to shock you. I'm going to like, zoom. so you've got no choice but to, you know what I mean? I'm like Marmite. So you love me or you hate me either way. But either way, I've got you your say, own heart. Did you say Marmalite? Marmite. I tried Vegemite. I'm not trying Marmite. I don't, I never tried it, but it's not that people don't really like it, some people do. So therefore, that's just me. Some people get me, some people don't. And the only thing I care about, whether you like me or not, I don't really care because I've got your own highest good in my heart. Exactly. So when I'm coming to you, I'm coming to you nothing but love and light. I'm like the sun. When it shines, it doesn't give a flying beep. God, I love you. Thank you <laughs> so much for coming no on, problem. Kalisha. No problem. Thank you for having me. I have to enjoy it. If you'd like to support this podcast, feel free to leave a review or rating on any of the outlets that you listen from. You may also join our Patreon at Are You Worth It? We also have a Facebook group, Are You Worth It? Spoiler alert, you are.